Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. Take us out to the ball game. This week, we're catching all that's cozy about America's pastime, baseball. Did the Los Angeles Dodgers game that Jillian and I attended hit a cozy home run, or was it a foul? We'll give you our pitch soon enough. But first, it's Cozy in the News. So my cozy in the news item is very fall themed. I came across this news item that the hotel Great Wolf Lodge, and I've heard of it, but I've never been. And maybe Mac, if you can correct me, but I think it's geared toward families, right? I've never heard of this place. Really? No. Oh, I, maybe it's it a- sounds cozy. Great Wolf Lodge is that is a sequence of words that sounds cozy. <laughs> maybe it was my time at Romper with all the family stuff, but I think it's geared toward families. But nonetheless, it's offering a dream come true for pumpkin spice heads with its pumpkin spice suite, which is available to book between September 28th and October 31st for the hotel's annual howl Oween celebration. So very in line with the wolf theme. And will this marketing play really give them pumpkin to talk about? Well, the chances are unlimited pumpkin spice lattes that are included in the package, complete with daily pumpkin cream cheese frosted cinnamon buns, will undoubtedly seal the fantastic deal. And it was also designed by an expert designer. And if you look at the rooms, and we'll share the link in the show notes, but they're just a fall wonder. There's no other way to describe these rooms. They're so just extremely, extremely cozy down from the 100 pumpkins. Yes, there are 100 pumpkins in the room. And I'm not talking about actual pumpkins, whether it's, you know, a side table pumpkin, a little decoration, or it's a throw pumpkin shaped pillow or pumpkin wreath, whatever it might be super cozy with all the pumpkin stuff. And then there's these amber, orange colored throws that are looking super cozy. The beds are adorned with these miniature garlands that are fall themed. So from head to toe, these suites are just every fall lover's dream. And the pumpkin spice lattes, I could imagine that might get a little bit overwhelming, <laughs> but if you're really into pumpkin spice lattes and you want them unlimited, this is your chance to really go gourd out of your mind <laughs> wild with pumpkin spice <laughs> i don't know all the puns but yeah i, I also could be your prison <laughs> if, if you're not into this and your partner is <laughs> pumpkin tor- spice prison it could be a torture chamber but matt would you like to stay in the suite oh you know the answer is yes i'm looking at these photos and it is just a beautiful canvas of orange and white and brown and like that kind of rusty red it looks exactly like a better homes and gardens photo shoot it this was definitely a very curated space and i would love to stay in this room although i would be terrified to learn the price i think well the room started at 399 so if you're splitting it with people it's not it's definitely super pricey 
Then if you all go in it, all the pumpkin heads go in. Split it. By is the is there more than one bathroom in this pumpkin spice suite? You're gonna need it with all those lattes. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I mean, with cinnamon buns if I, you're if eating. I, I don't like. I don't really like sharing hotel rooms as an adult anymore. Even though I say this to Jillian as we're about to embark on a trip to Paso Robles and do the exact same thing there on my own, it's a little a little north of what I would prefer to pay per night. But I would be tempted to make an exception for the coziness here. Although to be honest, too, like I kind of feel like I make this sort of space in my own apartment during the fall. So not to say I'm like this level, this is insane. Like there's not an inch that's not decorated with a pumpkin or with leaves or something. But, you know, I think you can give yourself a pumpkin spice suite. Actually, this is some good design inspo. If you want some ideas for how to make your bedroom ready for fall, you can get some great ideas from looking at their photos. Yeah. And the the designer, her name is Steffi, Steffi DeGreff. So if you like her style, you can probably find her on Instagram and, and whatnot. But if you are in the following states, I believe it's Illinois, California, Pennsylvania, Texas, and Georgia, those are where they have these suites available. But if you can't make it there, I'm sure Matt will be opening the great Matt Lodge with his seasonal offerings <laughs> at a discounted price. So this place is a water lodge. I was just looking this up now. So this is like a water park you take your family to? Yeah, yeah. That's why it's such a kid magnet spot. Got it. I, I don't know why. I just had never heard of this place. It's like a blind spot. Great Wolf Lodge. Okay. Yeah, well, pumpkin I guess you wouldn't be... You know, get get, get your it. kids hopped up on pumpkin spice lattes and send them to the pool. There's going to be some <laughs> there's gonna be some orange water. <laughs> What's your cozy news item this week? Well, Jillian, I hope this news will get you some satisfaction. The Rolling Stones announced that for the first time in 18 years, they'll be releasing new music. Their 24th studio album, Hackney Diamonds, will be released on October 22nd, and you can listen to their new single, Angry, now. It's also their first record without their founding drummer, Charlie Watts, who died in 2021, though apparently his drumming appears on two songs. In the music video, Julian, Euphoria's Sydney Sweeney rides in the back of a convertible, like writhing very irritatingly in the back. It's like, are we still doing this anyway? That aside, they're driving right past the hotel that we stayed at on Sunset. So if you squint and watch the video, you can see Jillian and I are watching Dateline through one of the windows. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> yeah, we have you, a can, you can see Pendry and people are so probably so tired. And we're not even getting paid for this, but... <laughs> of hearing about the stupid hotel. I know. We really but should I, be their influencers. I, I, on a whim, I watched the video and I was like, oh, there goes that hotel that we stayed in our during our finale for the last season. So just thought I'd mention that. <laughs> well, we're trendsetters, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. Staying where, where the, the rock stars stay. This is pretty impressive that they're releasing a whole new album, 24 albums. I mean, Sister Wives is 19 seasons. This That's some dedication when you get past... 15 mark for anything i think oh a thousand percent people were not expecting new music from the rolling stones given the fact that we haven't gotten it since 2005 so this is pretty huge i'm a casual fan i like their hits but i'm really happy for those diehards who get some fresh new music from their favorite band it's very exciting i saw the rolling stones my dad took me maybe middle school and this guy was 
drunk and dancing and in front of me and i didn't really care what was going on that was mick jagger julian (laughs) and so i only have a memory of my dad throwing chips at him you can't throw chips at the act that's not that's not allowed but yeah because but i didn't care that he was blocking me but he was i guess (laughs) (laughs) anyway we're like dance away i don't i don't want to see what's up there (laughs) you you was more like a shield for you yeah, I feel like my dad it's, was more feisty in his it was, anger it, it, days. That that dancer was protecting you from those moves like Jagger. Right. We can cut this. Just a weird aside. I'm not cutting this at all. No. Jeez. I shouldn't have shared Chipgate. <laughs> Why was, is your dad going to be mortified that no. you shared that he threw chips at someone else? He honestly at a would not remember. He I didn't throw the chips. No, your dad did. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was gonna say, don't call me the chip thrower. <laughs> That's him. <laughs> You probably do it again. Well, you're not. Too. You're not even going to take the fall for your dad. He is a very quiet, but he gets feisty sometimes. He has a wild side, throwing <laughs> chips. Well, and then it makes sense why he was at the Rolling Stones because yeah, you know they're they're a feistier group. They attract a yeah. feistier crowd. Now let's move on from dad throwing chips at concerts to the main home run going to the Dodgers. <laughs> Julian's leaning so heavily on the home run pun. I don't know any I other puns. I think it's the one thing that she knows about baseball. I don't know any other catch a catch a flyaway ball. Well, I could listen to this all day, but I think it's about time we moved into our main segment, which is all about baseball. As an American, we almost take it for granted this sport and its in its presence in our culture. And I went to a Cardinals game while I was in St. Louis and had a really great time, and it reminded me of how cozy baseball can be. Baseball is, of course, the classic American pastime. And I, and I think it is a surprisingly cozy sport. So for our international listeners, <laughs> just a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to explain the rules of baseball to you, nor do you want that. Cliff's Notes, it's the game where players take turns hitting a ball with a bat and running around a diamond. I just think there's something about the crack of the bat, the smell of the grass, and the sound of the crowd cheering that just makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. I think it's just the Americana of it all, or like the fondness because of the cultural aspect. I'm sure there's an element of it there, but I do think there's some actual structural elements to attending a baseball game that make it very cozy, and we'll dive into those in just a moment. Also, a little more context, as I mentioned earlier, Jillian and I went to Dodgers Stadium to see the Los Angeles Dodgers play the Arizona Diamondbacks. If you're wondering what the outcome of the game was, Jillian whispered to me during the game as the Dodgers were winning very handily. This is a creaming, she said. And I, I keep quoting that because I, I just thought that was so cute. They're getting creamed. Yeah, the Dodgers <laughs> won did. nine to one. Huge win for the Dodgers. So it was great to be at their their home stadium, their home team crowd, a lot of good energy that night. Let's cover some personal baseball background. Julian, what were your formative and early memories of baseball? Honestly, it was my mom's uncle, affectionately known as Unky. We've talked about Unky on the show a few times. He's a wild and wacky man who sold mood rings and was just a wild and crazy guy and he was obsessed with the Yankees to the most wildest degree I I know well of New Yorkers are as a Yankee fans that's you know a cliche but he truly was the ultimate Yankees fan he lived and breathed Yankees till till the very end so through through him I have a lot of fond memories just of 
really rooting for a team and loving a team so much, which I think is so cozy win or lose. You just love them no matter what. And so seeing that passion, I think was really special and sweet, but in terms of going to games, I didn't really go to any baseball games and I don't have that experience. Max, I think you said you went to baseball games when you were little. Yes. Yeah. We, we would go to Cubs games quite often and at Wrigley field. I also went to a lot of Sox games because so I grew up in in and around Chicago and for whatever reason, and this is not a knock on the Sox, but I feel like we got way more free tickets to the Sox games than we got to the Cubs games. But my family, being from the north side of the city, were always diehard Cubs fans. And so we were going a lot when I was a kid. And in fact, I remember we went a few times during the season where Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were doing their home run battle. They were trying to set that record. And I don't think they did it that year where they might have come close. But I remember my my one of my fondest memories is going to Sammy Sosa Day at Wrigley Field and getting my Sammy Beanie Baby that was exclusive to that day. Banner Day. You can't. <laughs> How can you beat that? That's the most. No, and it was it's and that's a tie dye bear. So already very happy. I love the tie dye. Yeah, the little collector in you was was thrilled. Yeah, and I still have that bear and and a little baseball card that came with it. Also, I should give context to that. I'm sure it makes sense, but I grew up on Long Island, so that's why the Yankees. My babysitter was very big on the Mets, so the Mets was the other team. Right. I don't think the Mets did a lot, to my recollection. You were, you were paying close attention. So. <laughs> yeah, I was following on the news day. <laughs> so yeah, so as a fan, I've been to many baseball games and I've always enjoyed going. I think as a younger kid, I did tend to dread it a little bit just because the younger you are, and if you're not already intrinsically into the sport and the game, there's less to enjoy as a child, I kind of feel like. But as an adult, there's a lot to enjoy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it's even cozier the older you get. And then in, in terms of playing baseball, Jillian, did you ever play baseball? You know me, home run after home run. <laughs> can't keep me away from that diamond. I think that we were still in the very genderized phys ed classes and whatnot because the ladies only got to play softball. That's right. Yeah. So that was only my memories of it. My babysitter was very athletic, so we would often play in the backyard. So I guess I do have some memories of that and helping with coordination, I guess that's a good thing. I I prefer to actually surprisingly be up to bat than be in the outfield, as you might say, if that's mm-hmm. a curve, because it's a lot of pressure to be the one to, to catch it. I think there's a lot more at stake when you're in the outfield. Yeah, but it's important to, to, to connect with the ball and have it be so that at least you can get to a base. So that's pressure too. It's all pressure. It's all pressure. And you know me also, I'm just so drawn to people watching me under pressure. That's just one of my favorite things. So, you know, I always preferred outfield because there was always a pretty decent chance the ball would just never get to me. And so as somebody who was really averse to athleticism in general, I really liked that I could just stand in a field, do nothing and then walk away. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you pointed that out to me at the game, and I thought that was absolutely introverted genius because 
I didn't realize the setup of the game where it's just a batting person. Then there's the middle people who do nothing, like you said. And then there's the people in the back who are more likely to have to catch the Yeah, the like it, it, the, the equation is different when you're playing as a kid than when you're watching a major league baseball team play. Like, and again, I'm no expert, but like, you know, when you're watching a major league baseball team, they're going to really, they're going to connect with the ball. The ball is going to go far. So you definitely, those outfielders are getting a lot of work and, you know, they're catching a lot of like nice pop-ups and there's a, there's a lot of work that everyone's doing on the team because that ball is going to go anywhere. But when you're playing as a kid in gym class, or in baseball camp, like I did baseball camp for a summer. Oh, wow. Like, I don't know. There are just certain positions where like just kids would not hit in a direction. Like they just, it would, it was almost like they'd be blind in a certain direction for the outfield. Or you could just maybe rely on somebody also kind of overachieving and running out of their area. So, because they know that Matt's bad and we should, we need to cover his area as well. So in general, it was a very easy shift for me whenever I had to play. Baseball camp was one of the camps though that I really struggled to attend i i would skip that one a lot because it was so boring to me because really to me it was get up to bat strike out okay now i'm in the outfield be ignored <laughs> rinse <laughs> and repeat dream. yeah so it didn't really appeal to me i'm not into it as a game that i play but i am into it as a game that i watch any other thoughts about baseball in general jillian before we go into the experience of being at a game? No, I'm super excited to talk about what it was like to to be there because it's my first experience as an adult at a baseball game other than going... Yeah, this was Jillian's Baltimore. first time at Dodger Stadium. Yes. Which How is many years have you lived in LA? Also, I lived a stone's throw from the stadium for She literally lived two, inside the stadium practically for quite a while. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I've been here since 2014. So the fact that I've never been in that stadium is a crime. Well, I'm glad we could change that. We went on a bobblehead night. So we also got this bobblehead they handed us as soon as we walked in. Everyone got their Chris Taylor bobblehead. It was his birthday, which was very sweet. And I always like free stuff, but it was a little bit of a burden to like carry this bobblehead around all night. I wish we had a bag or something. My arm was shaking. But anyway, we didn't go there intentionally for the Chris Taylor bobblehead night. That just that just happened to to work out. And yeah, so we walked in. We got our food first and foremost. So let's start there. Jillian, what are your favorite concessions at a baseball game? And what did you like that we got at the Dodgers game? I love a soft pretzel. So that was very disappointing to me when we went up to this one of the stands and they were out of fries at that particular stand because fries sounded so good to me that night. And we got those veggie hot dogs. So like, oh, that'd be so great to go with it. But they told us they were out. So I said, well, what's your next best thing? And I was eyeing the soft pretzels. And I think he told us that they were really bad. I was really impressed with the concessions guy, his honesty. You really asked him point blank, like, and you were really trying to fish. You wanted, you wanted the lie. You wanted him to tell you that Matt, the pretzel was going to be great. you know me so well because, see, the thing is, I would eat a crusty soft pretzel like no other. I stale, dilapidated, falling apart, not enough salt. I love a crusty pretzel. I love a disgusting soft pretzel. So the fact that now he made a big scene saying, oh, it's not good. It's gross. And everyone's like nodding along. Then I couldn't. 
yeah say yes oh please give i it mean to me. but i appreciate that the honesty him really steering you clear of not spending that ten dollars on an overpriced bad pretzel so yeah. that was, I, you know that was that was a win for the customer service although speaking of customer service we also got beers at the stadium which were that was outrageous thousand dollars yeah the, <laughs> we had to sign away our souls to get those beers they were eighteen dollars each can you imagine More desperate than times i guess I'm I'm, 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 I'm I'm embarrassed to say that i paid that i'm embarrassed to say that it was for the show it was, you know i had to <laughs> yeah i mean that's just part of the fun getting to sit with your drinks whether you drink alcohol or not just sipping on something i brought up like the beer thing because the lady who was checking us out at the beer stand we had the unfortunate timing of the national anthem being played and i didn't realize that like when because we weren't in we weren't in the, our seats yet we were outside where all the stalls were for the food and stuff and as soon as that started all the employees like did all of them or did she only know. her only I think her she, was she put putting her on a little her, show herself she put her hand on her heart and she did our nation proud she gave that national anthem her full attention while we stood awkwardly waiting to check out like we were it was just a one one credit card swipe away from us being away from each other but we had to stand there for the whole song until she was ready to swipe my card she wouldn't even look us in the eye she wouldn't know because you know she only would look at the flag wherever that might be i didn't see any hanging <laughs> she's envisioning it yeah but i thought it was sweet like i don't it seems like we're mocking it but you know it was nice that they take their job so seriously all no exactly the... i'm not mocking it i want to be clear i just felt awkward because like now I'm just, I'm just standing there forever it felt like it did it did and like, we already have our plant-based dogs at that point oh in terms of ordering that i go up and i'm like i want the works like give me everything on it and they're like sir it's just a naked plant-based vegan hot dog in a in a sad little bun Get your condiment packets over there, Gordon Ramsay. Okay, and you can squeeze as much relish as on it as you want. I felt like a fool, but I was very excited about getting the plant-based hot dog, which, to answer this question myself, is my favorite snack. I love getting hot dogs at baseball games, and obviously I'm a vegetarian, so I go for the plant-based ones. and And Dodger Stadium is great because it offers so many vegetarian and even vegan options that you can enjoy at the game including the french fries that we got eventually later for Jillian we did find her fries they came in a commemorative little dodger plastic dodgers so cap cute and honestly i felt like the food like all things being considered there is always a gouging when it comes to food prices at, at any kind of sports event or concert but i felt like all in all they weren't that bad in terms of the prices for the the, the plant-based dog and the fries it wasn't so outrageous to me but the the beer, the beer was just killer. That was uh, that that blew my recreation budget for the whole month. <laughs> yeah, very pricey, and the hot dogs were very skinny. Yeah, but I did see a lot of different concession stands. So Dodger Stadium has a wonderful variety of stuff. I w- I wanted to go look at every single one, like the mall. I could have gotten if they had more veggie options and not shows. If I would have let her, Julian would have never watched the game. She's been wandering around the back looking at all the different food and souvenir options. Yeah. And to be honest, even going there is a little bit anxious with how big it was going to be because I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Finding the seats, you know, what are the seats even like? How far up are we? Are we going to be at an angle? 
all these different thoughts. Yeah. And so all of those were true. We were at an angle. We were pretty high up. So we, we have our food and now we go walk over to our seats. So if you can imagine a baseball stadium, <laughs> just imagine it. You know, usually there's like, there are the seats that are right there, right on the field. And then there are the seats that are one, you know, like a balcony above that. And those are the second best seats and you're likely to be on television and (laughs) get things thrown to you and catch balls. And then we were the one above that. So there was one even higher up section that we weren't in. So we were in third best area. I was actually pretty impressed. I, I, I liked our view and that's where I like to be. I don't want to be in range of the cameras anyway. So I was happy to be out of that range. Dodger Stadium navigating it was a little bit complicated because it's a, it's a bit older. And the I guess they didn't really have like, they have the markings on the outside of like the gates when you're going into your section that you need to go sit in. But once you're there, everything's chalk. Like they wrote down like the row in chalk. It's like it's one rain away from you know, a massive amount of work having to happen there. But we did. We navigated their little system and we found our seats. Let's go into our next kind of area that we want to discuss is something that pleasantly surprised us about the experience of going to a baseball game. And for me, one of them was the strong sense of community and the fans themselves. And so the section that we sat in, it's like we were we got thrown into a family of season ticket holders who all know each other. And they were all like, oh, hey, Donna, how's it going? Oh, it's happy birthday. Happy birthday. How are the kids? And literally when we walked in, the people behind our row, they turned to each other and they were like, are they in the right place? It was because I'm guessing, you know, whatever the season ticket holders, whoever has our seat, they didn't opt for this night or something. And so, you know, these these two bozos walked in and took their place. Where's Ted <laughs> and Kathy? They're supposed to be here tonight. But they were sweet. I mean, they, they were sweet. It's not like they were being exclusionary. They weren't. They were very welcoming. Everyone was very kind. And one of the, I think, the cutest moments I saw was that there was a woman and her older mother were going down to their seat. And you could really tell the mother was struggling with navigating the steps. And so this one woman, again, because they they know their section inside and out, she looks up at her and she's like, do you want to just stop at this row and have one of these seats? Because I know they're not coming. I know they won't be here. So sweet. And they were like, oh, thank you so much. And so they just got to like end their difficult journey right then and there and take a seat. And I, and that camaraderie and helpfulness, I thought was super, super cozy. And that pleasantly surprised me. Yeah. And I thought it was really sweet how the woman in front of us was typing on her phone and holding up her phone. So you weren't snooping. It was just impossible not to see her phone. Yeah. And she had this large Comic Sans font and she was texting her son, you know, talking about all the different players and, oh, you know, this guy is here and he's batting this. And she was just so thrilled and excited. And <laughs> she had an address to first son, which I thought was really cute. Um, instead of his name, just first, he's number one son, first son. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just, she was just so excited. So I agree with Matt that to see all the folks who are just so thrilled, whether they're standing up and shaking their butts or, or just, you know, do try to attempt to do waves or they were just jumping out and clapping and screaming. They were just so thrilled to be there. I wish there was a picture though, of our section of us just against the sea of everyone who knew each other and us just sticking out like sore thumbs. But yeah, even when people had to exit the row because we were toward the end of it, 
they were so polite. Oh, sorry, I have to, you you know, I have to get up or, and it was also difficult to navigate because at our bobbleheads, we had the bucket of greasy yeah. fries, our dogs, our big $18 beer. So that was the only part that was a little difficult. It was a Tetris of sorts, but I was pleasantly surprised with how engaged I was. I wasn't expecting to be so interested in it and that it was actually really fun to watch because my memories of being at any type of game or sporting event, I felt the time dragged on, but Mm -hmm. it didn't in this case, it was super active. Even though the other team was getting creamed, (laughs) it it was just really fun. And I also loved that big TV screen that showed everyone's stats, like their birthdays and where they're from. Cause I found Jillian was really analyzing everyone's (laughs) like birthdays and figuring out their ages her imagination was running wild. She, Her brain was on all of the social drama of all these players. And she was asking me questions like, how do you think they get here? Do you think they take a bus from Arizona? I thought that was such a cute question. A busload of millionaires is going to hop on from <laughs> Phoenix. Well, I was just imagining the sad nighttime drive and their heads against the windows like having gotten creamed and just the desert going by maybe a <laughs> hardies or <laughs> getting on a plane. In first class, they probably even have a private jet that just is for the baseball club. Yeah. I also wanted to know where they were staying. Not because of anything untoward, by the way, just because I'm just curious. (laughs) Jillian's looking to bag herself a millionaire. Just kind of what lifestyles or what, you know, what's the vibe? What's going on? And are they going out for Chris Taylor's birthday afterward? You know, just like I want to know. And what bar are they at? (laughs) Alas, Jillian did not pick up a, a Dodger. She didn't. She didn't. She didn't hit a home run in that. Department. I just brought home a little mini hat that was greasy, and I washed the next day. That was pretty much it. <laughs> the next day, you let it sit in its grease all night. Yeah. It was sitting there soaking. <laughs> That's fair. So overall, I mean, I think there's a lot of like coziness to baseball games. I I really find in general, I mentioned the community, but I also think one of the coziest things about baseball games is the atmosphere. You're outside, the open air, the city's in front of you. I really have never been at a baseball stadium that wasn't gorgeous. You're looking over not only the field, which is like in the in the stadium itself, which is always a sight to take in, but beyond that, you see the city itself. So in LA, you see all of the palm trees and the sun is setting, the sky is beautiful, beautiful shades of like purple and pink. And in Chicago, you, you get to see all the buildings and the people on the on the roof watching. And so I just love the atmosphere of just being outside with your friends, like just chilling out and chatting. And because watching a baseball game is casual. And I, and I think that's like what you can appreciate as an adult and not as a kid. Whereas a kid is like, you know, you, unless you go with other kids, then it's fun. But if you're by yourself with your with your parents and they're like, you know, just having a good time with their friends or, you know, you know, their, their siblings or whatever. And you're just sitting there like, when are we going home so I can play video games? That's like, that's little Matt saying that as an adult, I'm like, Oh, I get to spend this time with Jillian or with any of my friends that I go to a baseball game with and just like have a drink, be in this like really crazy environment. We get to take breaks too. We're like, when there's not a conversation, we can just relax and decompress and just watch the game happen. The whole thing, I just feel like I, I want to go to more baseball games because it's just a comfortable place to be. People are excited and getting invested. But if you're kind of like us and very casual, it's just a cool place to hang out. 
yeah, I think when we left the game, we were just marveling at how much fun we had. And we always have so much fun together, but I think being in a new environment was exceptionally cozy. And just the fact that it's really a stone's throw away and we hadn't gone there together in that context, you know, in, in the course of our friendship. And we even said, why don't we do more real life things? Why don't we go <laughs> to events? Because the tickets weren't really that expensive. Well, that's the other thing I love about baseball games is that they're affordable. It's really affordable to go to a baseball game. It's a it's an easy thing to do. It's more accessible. And so as an activity, I really love that. It's honestly in LA, like it's cheaper to get some of those stadium tickets than it is to go to a movie. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's thrilling getting a free bobblehead. It's thrilling getting to have a special treat and snack from the concession stand. And like you said, it was just a relaxed atmosphere. Everyone was having a good time. Now, if the Dodgers were losing, maybe the tune would have been different, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and then they even had in that big TV a lot of games to play and interactive. And they had it was there's music, and whenever they'd score a home run, the the lights would dim and it would the lights would go blue it was the perfection valley was very surprising to me as well it was from start to finish extremely organized i love an organized situation it everything ran really smoothly and um, yeah but we left early just because we knew the outcome yeah and we got our fill we we and... left her in that classic seventh inning stretch we stretched our way on out <laughs> the building and I, i'm sure those folks are wondering Whatever happened to us? Who were they? But we're masters of mystery. Yeah, we were we were gone to the night. Yep. But <laughs> I, I, had the, I had the best time. I would go to another baseball game in a heartbeat. Same. I, I want to go more because it's just such a fun place to hang out. It was really fun. And also, like, the pace of it, you know, that really does occasion the relaxed environment. Like, it's not breakneck. Like, it's not like it's boring to watch. Like, we were invested and we had a good time. Like you said, it moved faster than you had thought it was going to but even so it's there's a nice like cadence to the innings that i feel like it's very predictable and you can kind of it's easy to keep track of you can stop paying attention for a minute and you're not totally lost with where you are in the game and so we wanted to make this episode because we were having some good times at baseball games this summer we wanted to make a little ode to america's pastime and the coziness intrinsic in it and especially as we're you know the fall is also very it's a very baseball centric time of the year where they're about to go into the playoffs and the world series in October. So very exciting time to be a baseball fan. And we had a great time at the Dodgers game. Yes. And I want to say one last thing. They have a lot of good freebies. Mm -hmm. If the Dodgers win, you get a free pizza from California. I forgot to, I forgot to get my pizza. Did you get your pizza? No, because you have to go in person. And so that's not happening. Yeah, and Jillian doesn't leave her apartment. So, <laughs> so I could. Yeah, I don't think is that actually... still is that still possible. Like, oh, what's what's the no, probably the first probably the next day or the next week? You have two days after, and okay. you know I would look to cash in. If I, if I was going with you or if going with someone else, you know, split a pizza. But I don't know if I'm going to schlep over to the California Pizza Kitchen and eat my Dodgers free pizza. But lots of freebies. Hey, it's a way to get your money back too. Like it's it's almost like the tickets and investment. So <laughs> you can get you can get some of that cash back from yeah. Freebies. They're handing out freebies left and right. It's Sell, seller bobbleheads. Yeah, I got a bobblehead. Maybe it'll be worth something one day. <laughs> Retire early. <laughs> Thanks, Chris Taylor. All right, so. We've enjoyed the game, our peanuts and Cracker Jacks. These Cracker Jacks are going to 
pipe up a few songs over the loudspeakers at the stadium. That's right. It's time for Soothing Sounds. My soothing sound this week is from Nashville-based musician and former American Idol contestant, Briston Maroney. His new single, Sunshine, is off his upcoming record, Ultra Pure, which I love the name Ultra Pure as a, an album title. I read an interview with him and he was describing the inspiration for that term is describing those moments of human interaction that are just like beyond words. They're just like so bright, this ultra pure moments. And that record is coming out on September 22nd. Let's take a listen to Sunshine by Briston Maroney. Yeah, he has a, a beautiful voice. It's really cute. It's adorable. Even though the, the lyrics have a touch of, of sadness, it speaks to what you're talking about, the ultra pure essence. I, it's really clear in the song. And it's very sweet. Yeah, I just find, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of like a lot of different artists that I enjoy. So it was nice, a nice entry point, like that the kind of readiness to his voice almost sounds like the 90s band, like Blind Melon if you're familiar with them or like there's like kind of like yeah almost a young I'll, sounding voice it's a very yeah but it's a very distinct voice and it, it you're not going to hear a lot of voices like this and so i enjoy that kind of unique sound and also lyrical content that almost reminds me of like phoebe bridgers or that kind of like you know contemplative songwriting this is an artist that he's been around for a while and, and making music but kind of new to me and, and definitely now i'm gonna have him on my radar for some new tracks and looking out for this new album release ultra pure releasing on september 22nd which i will remind our listeners you know as more so than i do in this moment that that will have already been released by the time you get to hear this so we're recording earlier of course so you can go out and enjoy the full album now yeah it's pretty neat how there's so many american idol contestants who maybe didn't have a big presence on the show they're just releasing cool stuff so that's always neat to see so my pick is a cover, and so it's not necessarily a new song, but it's a new cover, and is released by the Righteous Babes. I'm getting super gay here. The <laughs> super group <laughs> under Ani DeFranco's label, Righteous Bee Records, and it features Holly Miranda, who I really love, Gracie and Rachel, and Jocelyn McKenzie. The cover, which was released in June, if I ever said that, I'm sorry, was filmed at Dreamland Studios, which is a really gorgeous, beautifully repurposed church near Woodstock. And the group uploaded the video to YouTube, recording it live in this, like I said, stunning amber light-filled space, which was as equally co cozy as it was stunning. And Holly has toured with Karen O, which adds another sweet and cozy layer. And the cover, if I didn't say it, is Maps. Mm. <laughs> so that's where the, the Karen O connection comes in. So yeah, I think if you're going to listen to this, watch the video because that's what makes it so cozy. It's it's seeing this recording and cover from that vantage point, which I think is really lovely. So let's take a listen to Maps, the cover by the Righteous Babes. Wait, they don't love you like I love you. Wait, they don't love you like I love you. Wait, 
Yeah, I I love the original song, Maps by Yeah Yeah Yeahs. So I'm already going to love this song, and I do. It's just a really, it's a slowed down version of it. It's very crisp and clear. And you're right, the camaraderie of the musicians coming together to create the song and the way that they blend their voices together, very beautiful and very cozy. Yeah, it's a it's a lovely watch. The link to that video will be in our show notes. All right, Jillian, we are in our seventh inning stretch, literally, because that's the name of the candle that we are reviewing today. I am burning seventh inning stretch by Dio Candle Company, and that's Dio spelled D-I-O. It's a small company based in Denver, Colorado. And this is the description of this candle. Of course, we had to get something baseball themed. And so we wanted to deliver to our listeners something unique that we haven't done before on the show. And it's described as capturing the fresh scent of spring training with the seventh inning stretch baseball candle featuring notes of sweet grass, dirt, and wooden baseball bat. This candle brings the ball game straight to your home. As they mentioned, the scent profile is grass, dirt, and wood with top notes of grass and apple a mid-note of dirt, amber, and birch, and base notes of sandalwood and musk. Yeah, I'm getting really strong notes of grass and apple. Those top notes are really present. And so it's a kind of a fruitier scent than you might be expecting. What's the combination of grass and apple smell like? So the apple reminds me of the kind of apple from like a candy, like a candy apple smell. And the grass is more like those fresh grass clippings like after you've mowed a lawn that kind of scent Mm. um, which is an amazing scent also getting the little those little hints of wood i'm really curious about the dirt i mean here's something about the 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 scent with this candle so you can tell these are really these are hand poured soy wax candles and you can tell that because when i got the candle delivered it has the date that it was jarred and the date that you should burn it because it needs time to cure, which is like oh. so that the oil can get to can get throughout all the parts of the candle, I think, so that the the scent is more even. I So the curing date, I should not have burned this candle until September 9th. While I appreciate the kind of, you know, homemade, handmade element of that, it's also frustrating as like reviewing this candle. I don't budget time for, I just want to get the candle to me before we record. I don't think of like, well, I'll get, now I got to let the candle sit for three days right. so it can finish curing. So I like that they were honest about like, hey, like, you know, maybe wait to burn it so you can get the, the best, the most optimal scent. At the same time, I think I would prefer a pre-cured candle to arrive. Yeah, I think the more that this burns, the more of those other scents subtly kind of enter. I think it does smell like a baseball game if you are a player. You know what I mean? Like if you are on the field, this is probably this is this, it's it smells like I'm on a field. Right, because we are only smelling the cotton candy, the hot dogs, yeah, the beer, people sneakers, the beer. <laughs> right. right, that would be more, I guess, authentic. I would prefer this anyway. I think this is a better like area of the field, or area of the experience to focus on in terms of smells. So I would give this. I'm gonna say it's an. I'm gonna give this a rare three quarters wick. Oh, yeah, it's because, our first one. Yeah, I I don't like quarter wick ratings generally, but I I just feel like half a wick is a little too low for this, and a full wick is you know given some of the bumps I had with this experience, like you know the curing element of it, also the price, like it's it's like thirty bucks for an eight ounce candle, and so that's just quite pricey. Pretty pricey. Yeah, so you know I think it could. If, I wish it were more affordable. 
so again, these are small batch handmade. So I, I, I get it. Like I get there's, you know, more overhead costs and it's harder to run a business like that. So all things being considered, I think there's some room to grow here, but I am satisfied with the scent and it, it has a pretty good throw. My last question, did they warn folks in the description that they have to cure it when they get it? It's mentioned in some of the descriptions that I was like kind of exploring the website. I noticed some of that in the about area, but no, I don't think, and unless I missed it, I don't remember buying it and being like, you, you may have to wait a few days for this to cure. I wonder if they got backlogged or they didn't have this candle available. And so they had to make it for me because I ordered it, which feels very cozy. It's like, oh, wow, yeah, you know, it's a bespoke cool. candle, you know, that kind of justifies the price a little bit. But it's not like there's like piles of these sitting around. I think this is a very thoughtful gift candle. I think if you have like a baseball player in your life, someone who really loves the smell of the dirt and the, and the grass clippings being on the field, I think this is a very sweet thing to get um, people who love to play softball or baseball or even just going to games. Or, if, you know, you can burn this while you are watching the World Series. I think there's a lot of sweet applications of this candle. And I like imagining that. And it makes me want to rate it a little bit higher. <laughs> well, you're being honest. And yeah. Yeah, I think the curing aspect could be a little bit frustrating to folks who buy it. But yeah, it, it sounds lovely, though, all the different notes. And I'm sure that maybe when it sits a little bit more, it'll yeah. give off more of what you're looking for. Right. But it's a beautiful light. Like the, the wax is gorgeous. Like it's burning very evenly. Sounds lovely. Julian, we are sliding across home plate. Our Our game here is coming to an end. We're walking out of the stadium. Thank you all for listening. As always, we appreciate you for taking the time to join us in our, our cozy conversation. You can support the show, as you know, by going to Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash allthingscozy. Check out our tiers. We got some nice exclusive offerings for patrons like book club episodes and a mug for our patrons who contribute at the pillar candle tier. And of course, you can always keep up with us on social media at All Things Cozy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Anything you'd like to add before we leave the stadium, Jillian? I just loved going to a baseball game with you. It's going to be one of my, I guess it's not a core memory because core memories are formed <laughs> when you're young. Just No, it should be. Replace one of those core memories with, with our baseball game. Yeah, but I just, I just had the most lovely time. I felt so wholesome coming home just from a cute little event. And I was just so pleasantly surprised at how much fun I had. Mm -hmm. And the fact that those diamondbacks, they got creamed. They did. And we, we came home winners and I have my <laughs> bobblehead and my little cap. So thank you for going with me and maybe I'll become a huge baseball fan. I hope so. I mean, I thank you for coming with me and being open to the idea of like a cozy baseball episode. Cause I, I know you were a little trepidatious at first, but I'm, I'm glad that you found the coziness in baseball. I did. There may not be crying in baseball, but there is cozy in baseball. That's our new tagline. <laughs> but yeah, a, a great, a great time. And I, you know, I don't, I don't think we struck this one out. So every home run pun, I'm going to just <laughs> ground to the mound. I guess. Oh, oh, there you go. There's one more bonus one before we go. <laughs> I love that. Just wait till the, the caption on social media. I'm going to really <laughs> take out all my puns. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back in your ears in two more weeks with a brand new cozy episode. We're very excited about the season. We have a lot of exciting stuff happening. Until next time, 
Stay, Stay cozy. cozy.